Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. Why can't I just leave? What is wrong with me? I need to get out, but I just can't. The Cleveland Clinic defines trauma bonding as when a person who is or has been abused feels a connection to their abuser. It's a situation where they form a strong attachment to someone who is causing harm. And it often fuels a cycle of abuse and affection that can be difficult to break. According to Psychology Today, trauma bonding is a hormonal attachment created by repeated abuse sprinkled with being saved every now and then. Every definition that I find about trauma bonding talks about this cycle of abuse. It's a physical or emotional abuse or trauma that is followed by positive reinforcement. For covert narcissists, this positive reinforcement can actually look like abuse amnesia. And I've talked about that in my podcast. It's like the abusive behavior never even happened. They simply return to normal life, whatever that means, as though everything is fine. And we are so grateful for the returned peacefulness, or at least the returned, you know, um, calm ground that we simply move on to as though it never even happened. Thus the birth of a trauma bond. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. And today we are going to talk about ways that you can break that trauma bond, that bond that has you stuck in an abusive relationship. I want to give you two tools that you can walk away from this podcast using them within yourself to break this cycle. So let's take a look at these two tools. The first one, I'm going to call it authentic anger. Yes, that's right. I want you to use your own anger. When my boys were little, I used to tell them that some things were just not worth being mad about, that some things are worth being mad about, but, but some just aren't. And when they were mad because they lost their video game, and if you're a parent, you know what that looks like, I would say to them, hey, you know, there are plenty of things in life worth getting mad about. This just isn't one of them. Some things are worth being mad about. You know, when my son's cat died of cancer and he was angry about it, I told him, hey, some things are worth getting mad about, and this is one of them. It's okay to be angry. When one of their friends talked mean to them and they were angry about it, I let them know that this was okay. It was okay to be angry. But now let's find something to do with that anger. So throughout their childhood, I worked at helping them to put things into perspective. It certainly is okay to be mad about some things, but some just aren't worth all of that energy. Well, I say to you, there are some things in life worth getting angry about, and narcissistic abuse is absolutely one of them. You should be angry. It's not okay for your loved one to manipulate your emotions and use them against you. It's not okay for your partner or family member to lie to you in order to save face or to make themselves right and you wrong. It is not okay for them to reject and invalidate your feelings while demanding that you listen to and care for theirs. Let yourself get in touch with your own anger. We're often taught that anger is wrong. 
that we should never have it, that it's evil, that it causes us to do bad things. And sometimes anger can push us to do things that we later regret. So some of that is worth listening to. However, we take it too far when we become unwilling to express our own anger, when we become afraid of our own anger. I grew up believing that anger was a sin, that God didn't want me to ever be angry. Okay, I never saw my parents get angry with each other. They never fought. They never argued in front of my brother or me. So for me, anger was just something I wasn't allowed to have. And I went right into my marriage believing this, I could, believing that I could never be angry at him, and it certainly fit well with his narcissistic traits, and it certainly trapped me in that trauma bond. Covert narcissists are threatened by your anger. You see, anger is your system's way of telling you that something isn't right. Anger is not wrong. Anger is not bad. It's not evil. Anger is something we should listen to. If your system is angry, then I would encourage you to stop and ask why. Anger is that, you know, that something isn't fair, that something isn't just. Anger can motivate you to do something to change the situation. Covert narcissists know that if you connect with your own anger at them, this could actually open your eyes to their abusive behavior. You might actually begin to see your reality and you might leave them. So they, they will demonize your authentic and valid anger towards them. You might be completely justified in what you are saying and in what you are feeling, but that doesn't matter. This is a threat to them. So they gaslight you. They tell you that you're remembering this wrong or that it didn't happen that way. They tell you that your interpretation of it is wrong. They tell you that you are unstable and bitter and that you're making something out of nothing. They tell you that you refuse to let go of the past, even though that past was only, you know, 20 minutes ago. They turn into a victim, telling you that you are being mean to them when you're just trying to express your frustration. They project onto you. They tell you that you were being selfish and that you can't ever let go of the past and that, that you only think about yourself. All of this for the purpose of deflecting your anger and putting you back into submission. This leaves them in control and you safely tucked back under their control. When these tactics don't work any longer, they often will resort then to intimidation. Now they're using their own anger to put you back in your place. It is okay to be angry about all of this. I know I certainly was at times. Now, it isn't that I wanted to use that anger to confront him or to cause massive fights. I didn't want to be throwing things or yelling and cursing. And that's not productive with a covert narcissist. It just loops back into another circular conversation, you know, where they're now blaming you and accusing you of being out of control and you look like a hot mess. Instead, let this anger motivate you. Let it motivate you to detach from them and to stand up for yourself. It makes me angry that people are treating other people this way. And it makes me angry that they think it's okay, that they think they have a right to, and that their victim does not have a right to speak up. It makes me truly anger, angry that when a victim speaks up, their perpetrator gets angry at them and turns the story against them. This anger is justified. If you don't want me to speak up about how you are treating me, then treat me with kindness and courtesy. 
If you are not okay with me telling others about how you talk to me or what you are saying to me, then you might need to reconsider how you are interacting with me. Don't blame this on me. Don't fault me for speaking up about how I feel. This behavior is on you. That's how we should be feeling. That's what we should be thinking. The second tool to breaking this trauma bond is your own patterns with this person, taking a look at them and breaking those. What are your usual patterns? What behaviors do you turn to in order to cope with the trauma of this relationship? Victims of narcissistic abuse are trauma victims. You are in what you believe to be a safe relationship. You trust this person, so you put your guard down. You're with someone who you believe loves you and cares for you. And then they treat you with contempt, disdain, judgment, resistance, blame, rage, and silence. This has the same effect on you as an actual attack. Because it is. It's an emotional attack. And it's from someone close to you. This is trauma. According to the trauma expert, Eric Gentry, trauma survivors perceive all stimuli in their life as a threat. When you have been treated this way repeatedly and been through these traumatic events with this person who you trusted, you now feel threatened by so much more outside of that individual person. You can look at life and see everything as a threat. And in so doing, there's no space between the stimulus that you're experiencing and the response that you have. The two are meshed together. So when you experience the stimuli, the response, the reaction, the reactiveness inside of you automatically kicks in. Stimulus and response are simultaneous. This is an unconscious and instinctual pattern of self-defense and self-survival. And it's very, very important for you to interrupt these patterns, to become aware of them, to stop them, and to replace them with healthier patterns. Let's explore some ideas on how to do this. The silent treatment is a common tactic of the covert narcissist. And when they go silent on us, how do we respond? What is it that happens? A panic happens inside. Okay, that fight or flight response kicks in. This is what I'm talking about. It's automatic inside of us. We respond then with attempts at regaining their attention. We try being sweet and nice, bringing them something to eat. We might try apologizing even though we don't believe we were the ones at fault. We might try yelling at them and acting out in anger and frustration, anything to get them to stop the pain and come back to us. Well, the covert narcissist thrives on this attention, both the positive and negative. So it's time to break that pattern. The next time they go silent and you feel these reactions coming up inside of you, stop. Don't act on them. Create some space between the stimulus and the response. And let's start you know, leveling up your reaction. Here's what I mean by that. It's time to react in healthier ways. It's time to quit feeding this cruel and selfish behavior. Instead, use this time to take some space for yourselves. Maybe you connect with a friend, pick up an old hobby or start a new one. Work towards a goal that you have for yourself. Career goals, physical goals, Make a list of a few goals that you want to have and use this list whenever the pattern of silent treatment returns. You need these periods of peace without all the drama that they are creating, but also without all of the drama that happens inside of your own head. 
When we are living with a covert narcissist, the drama inside of us is massive and it takes a toll on our health physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically. You can even use this time maybe to write about and document the things that are going on. This will help you to start making sense out of it. It will be a large part of your healing journey and it will help you to put a stop to the gaslighting as you get a clearer picture of reality. One common response and thinking that we have when we are subjected to covert narcissism is that I must be wrong. They sound all logical and put together and they include just enough truth in what they say that I start doubting myself. They seem successful in life and I want to believe them, so I discredit myself. It's time to stop that. This is another pattern that has to be broken. Start catching yourself when your thoughts go there. Start reflecting on your thoughts. Ask yourself, what happened that has brought me to these thoughts? What did I, you know, what do I think of what happened? I'll give you an example. Your partner tells you, well, you always jump to conclusions. You don't ever think things through and and you always conclude that I'm wrong. And they're being all hurt and playing that victim role. Your mind immediately goes to, hey, I do jump to conclusions. I do always think that they are wrong. Maybe, maybe I should think things through more openly and, and carefully. And you automatically go back into that, you know, people pleasing mode to try to fix things with them. Never mind that you have been overthinking everything for years. You still discredit your own efforts. When you catch yourself doing this, first, just stop. The simple step of catching yourself in these thoughts is a massive step on your healing journey. This is progress. Now ask yourself, what happened that brought me to these thoughts? I was trying to explain to them how I felt when they snapped at me maybe this morning. Their words hurt, and I wanted to express that to to them. I wanted to reconcile, and they told me that I'm wrong. That's what happened that brought me to these thoughts. Now, the next question is, what do I think of what just happened here? What do you honestly think? Look at this as an outsider. Do you think they were right? Do you think their approach is healthy for the relationship? What about your approach? Be as honest and non-judgmental as you can. This will lead you now to quit carrying their bad behavior. Recognize the things that are on them, their unwillingness to listen to you, their inability to validate your feelings, their quickness to jump into the victim mode. These are behaviors that are on them. Their quickness to blame you for everything and to project their faults onto you. This is where It is okay to be angry. These behaviors are not how we should be treating anyone, much less those we love. I wouldn't even treat somebody this way in a grocery store. But I certainly don't want to live in in my own home. Let your anger motivate you to quit accepting the blame and to stand up for yourself. Feel it as it stops the reactive self-blaming thoughts that are in your head and replaces them with this picture of reality. Walk away. Journal about the incident. Record the revelations that you are having about it and then return to your list of your own goals in life. Use this as a time to turn back into your own self-care. Make a plan ahead of time. Make a plan of what you will do when those passive-aggressive, you know, things happen with this covert narcissist in your life, when the gaslighting returns, the manipulation, the blaming, the victim mode, when all of this returns, make a plan. 
Make a plan that, uh, you know, what is a list that you can turn to of these are the activities that I will go to. Maybe a walk in nature, a chat with a friend, a book that you're enjoying, meditation, yoga, workout, anything that grounds you firmly back in who you are. Over time, this will become your new pattern. This will be your return back to who you are. This will be your break from that trauma bond. I hope that this helps. I'm going to continue exploring more about trauma bonding in the next couple of episodes. So just know that that is coming. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.